Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 33. What's in your D&D video game? This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lanternnoir. Hey, good afternoon and welcome. It is 5 o'clock on a Tuesday. And after having some some significant work a week ago, we are back at our usual haunt. Um, my name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and I am one of the two hosts here at Happy Hour. And joining me is the amazing... Graybeard of Graybeard's Tavern. Uh, so how, how was the Labor Day weekend? Uh, I got called into work Sunday <laughs> and Monday. So, you know, uh, no labor going on there. Uh, yeah, well, no, the, it's crazy. The, the good news is if the oldest ho- house elf ever gets asked to write a paper on irony. Yeah. <laughs> she could just go, well, you know, <laughs> irony is being called into the office on the I'm holiday labor. to celebrate the fact that you don't have to go to work at five, more than five days a week. Exactly. <laughs> that is the very definition of irony. Yeah. Uh, we want to do week uh, our weekend gaming now, or is that uh, later on? Make it cool. Let's do a quick round of the weekend gaming before we get into the big topic. Uh, me and the house elf uh, did a one-page dungeon yesterday that was pretty Ooh. cool. It was uh, um, it was all about oozes and halfling ooze farmers. Um, so very uh very interesting uh they had to, to fight off the uses so that was pretty good um yeah uh really other than my grognard game that's uh that's pretty much all i got right now uh oh i'm a big liar we played zweihander with the uh with the uk crew on uh on sunday also so nice yeah, so i got uh i got a couple three 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 good uh games in i saw that um the company that publishes zweihander was featured on a twitter thread mm. it was flagged as a red flag game mm. because uh the developers are too woke to be fun <laughs> well i'm sure daniel fox who we've spoken to a few times will uh, will appreciate that red flag <laughs> yeah, they will they'll put a, a you know a, a hammer and a sickle on it and and you know fly it like like some kind of you know communist uh gamer conspiracy people or something i don't know let's say uh good guys very good guys so yeah. I, that was when I, I caught that. I was, I was looking through the various games that, that made the cut. Um, yeah. Watsi, I think, is a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been all the way to red. It's hard for me to remember exactly where it landed. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely raided on somebody's radar. Um, mm. So, so that's where that landed. Um, I was like, oh, I know that game. I know that. Mm. We we had our Wednesday night game. We mm. still had it. Speaking of of flags and stuff. Yeah. Um, but we had it over on YouTube because oh, that's right. Wednesday was the uh, the the uh, I what, that, what, what the official title of it was. Not has happened, but the the goal was to to stay off Twitch for the day if you could afford to um, to show support and solidarity for the LGBTQ plus community and for streamers of color who have um, 
been kind of on the receiving end of a lot of not so great stuff over the last couple of weeks. So, trades. Yeah. So the thought process was to just kind of like, you know, still get get our game on, but mm-hmm. just do it in a different platform. Yep. Yeah. So we did uh, that. Did uh, Did you pick up some technology so that in the future you can do both? Well, the biggest thing you bump into with doing both is Twitch has their ex- exclusivity agreement. So once you become an affiliate, oh, you give them 24 yeah. hours to be your exclusive uh, yeah. place for streaming. And so you just kind of have to, you know, do what you got to do to to make it work. Um, so, yeah, we did do it on YouTube. There's a lot I missed about using Twitch. There's just a lot of other bells and whistles that Twitch has integrated in that that are kind of nice, um, but uh, we still had a good show of it and we had fun. We had we had a pretty active chat for D and D mid you D and D prime time. I thought, okay, yeah, we yeah. we got some friends that will follow us wherever we're playing. That's awesome. Um, the party made me write an NPC <laughs> because the 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 priestess. Or the mm-hmm. rectress, the rectress, I, I, that's I've been referring to her as the rectress of the local church. Um, mm. It's supposed to be a like, here's some backstory. Now go forth and do other things with other people. I'm I'm just here to help fill in a couple of little things here and give you someone <laughs> to hate. And they're like, no, you need to come with us. No, you need to come with us. I rule persuasion. I want to convince her to come with us. Like, she can't come with you. She doesn't have a stat block. She doesn't have a stat block. <laughs> no, she's not going with you. She's an NPC. No. No, 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 no. She, she's not programmed to leave the churchyard. She has a pacing cycle. It follows the day-night thing. Like, there's literally no pathfinding for her if she leaves this area. She does her animation again. Um. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to... I guess we're going to kidnap the... Okay. You do you. <laughs> You kids get off my church. You know, and... <laughs> yeah, so they 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 dragged her along, which was which was definitely on the on the interesting side of things. Um so that worked. And we got through that. Uh but then we, we went north the weekend. I was offline for most of the weekend. Wow. So it was, was kind of neat. We played um I managed to get a game of Treasure Island in. Okay. So it took me longer to explain the game. Than it did to play, <laughs> because my uh, my Mrs. Noir found the buried treasure on the mm. third move. Oh man, done. <laughs> yeah, just total luck, um, to a degree. Um, and then everybody was like, oh, "We are not sitting through that again." Did you play a, a third, the second or third round? No, what those oh. we, we didn't keep. Playing. It's like okay, and we gotta get dinner on, so we're done. <laughs> So I remember that I really like it as a board game. Yeah. Um, but you definitely want to give yourself some time to play it two or, you know, maybe three times. So you have some options. Yeah. 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 That's what I did. Uh, um, you know, we've talked on board games before. you got a closet full of them. And by the time you get back to one that you haven't played in so long, you're like, oh, I got to relearn how to play this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least now, at least now, there's. I can't think of a board game that's out there that doesn't have some kind of tutorial video. So you could just watch a video. That's the way I do it now when we want to play a board game. I watch a video way before time and then, like, okay, I kind of got this. Let's do it. 
Well, and that's that's exactly where I landed because I was like, oh, I really want to play this this weekend. And I opened the box and it was like, oh, oh, I don't remember exactly how the turns go. Yeah. I don't remember like who goes, okay, wait, what clues do I put out there again? Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I need to take an afternoon to reread the rule book. Because <laughs> the rule book is terrible. Yeah. It's probably yeah. the worst rule book I've ever read. So, but it was a good weekend and we had a lot of fun. And um, I did win a game of gerrymandering. So, <laughs> another wonderful little board game we picked up. Uh, to kick, it was a Kickstarter. And it was the, the beauty you have a map and there's the exact same number of all the colors on the map. Right. So, you win. Right. By drawing lines to create districts so that your <laughs> color has the majority in the district and the goal is to have the majority of districts. Right. <laughs> and I uh, I felt really bad because at the end of the game, I had like five. Right. And then, then my, my, my mother and my and Mrs. Noir each had four and my right. dad had two. Uh... And, and the knowledge that in this little <laughs> fictional you know, ecosystem that yeah. technically this is a completely split area. Yeah. Technically. I have more than twice his votes in parliament because I drew really good lines. Yep. Remember kids, gerrymandering is not a game mm. unless it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yep. <laughs> no politics. Not, not right now. Not here. Um. But it's, it, it's a brilliant, clever game that leaves you only slightly dirty at the end. <laughs> you can still be friends is that is oh, that very what you're much, telling me it's not so. it's not diplomacy where you'll never speak to the people you play with ever again because <laughs> Dipl diplomacy that's a that's a friendship killer mm -hmm. um but so okay so friendships can endure all kinds of crazy things and miracle mm. grow aka adam who is in my curse of stride game yeah really got me on the like you gotta play Baldur's gate you gotta play Baldur's gate and I tried to run on my home computer here, and it it tanked. Oh. It was not happening. Mm. And um, so what I did was I um, popped over to Stadia, pulled yeah. it up there, and I've been playing it on Stadia. Okay. So um, that got me thinking about it. And I, ha I, I have a lot to dunk on. Okay. What is Stadia? Oh, Stadia. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we, mm -hmm. glad we rehearsed that so I could tell them about what Stadia is. Um, Stadia is the um, it's 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 a Google has it, and yeah. it's completely streaming gaming. Uh, so take Steam, which we, we all know and love, um, but now uh, shift it to rather than downloading the game. Mm -hmm. You play the game entirely on the cloud. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's the future of gaming. Uh, I like it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it's, it is very much in that category of um, the future of gaming because you, um, it's, it runs like Netflix. Yeah. So if you've got if you have a good enough connection to stream Netflix to your house, yeah, you are a hundred percent streaming. You can just totally uh, stream video games. And, and it do just, they? Go ahead. I mean, do do they have like all the titles that stream does kind of thing, or do they just like stick to just the, the real tight 
money makers. That is like the one big downside mm. is the catalog is still incredibly, incredibly small. Mm. So, hey, Asaki, welcome aboard. Um, I would love it if there was more um, there. Yeah. But it's just it's just not there yet. Hmm. Unfortunately. So something to, something to think about though. I mean, if you can run if you can run Netflix, you can run Stadia. Um Yeah, basically. Um which I think is really smooth. Um and I was it's funny, my, my dad jokes about the fact that our internet is terrible up at the cottage. Hmm. Yeah. I played a crap ton of Stadia while we were up there. <laughs> And I hardly ever noticed um, <laughs> problems. Nice. It was still crisp enough on my lap, my work. And thing is, I can't install games on my work laptop. Right, right, right. But I can run browser applications. Exactly. And it runs exactly. off your browser. Exactly. Yep. So and it runs and it runs through my firewall at work. <laughs> so um, for now, I don't <laughs> play on my prep. Right. I don't play right. with students in the room. But that's right. been my lunch hour has been my little guilty pleasure of, of grabbing my sandwich and firing up Baldur's Gate 3, which got me to like, and it's like, I think my stream tell today was I'm going to continue my hate play right. <laughs> because it's like, I really don't like a lot of things about Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. However, mm -hmm. there's a lot I really do like, and that's kind of what got me kicking around the idea of let's, let's talk about what would be in our idealized... Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. We, we, in the past, we've talked about D and D computer games that we really liked. Right. Um, yeah. But what are some things that we would want to see? Like, if if Larian Studios were listening to us and they were going to go mm. after Polar's Gate Four mm -hmm. or tabletops, is it uh, tabletop simulations? Yeah, TTS. Um, who did? Uh, they did. Um, uh, Solasta. If they were yeah. like, hey, we we want to do a Solasta too. Which I don't think they're going to, but right because they still have a lot of miles they can get out of what they have. These are things we'd want to see. Yeah, yeah, I think the first Solasta they're going to put out dungeons for it. Yeah. I think from now, on. and I think it's a good idea on their part. Um, so for some, uh, I am going to go under the premise that I don't have such uh, horrible vertigo. Because I can't play first-person shooters anymore. Um, ah. uh, so in Baldur's Gate uh, three was nice because you know you can get that far third-person perspective, and you know, and then the cutscenes are are pretty good. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, so I guess that would be the option that at least you could play it from different. You know, oh, oh, you know, first person to third person, or or such, or for me in particular, just flat out third person. Um, yeah, I guess that would be it, and then be able to mitigate some of the other stuff like that. Uh, voice acting, definitely, voice acting would be good. Again, I'm dyslexic, so if your if your font's weird or tiny or whatever. I, I have a hard time with it. So so let, let's talk about that voice acting, which is a, sure. a good quality of life issue to put in there. Mm -hmm. um, would you rather have, would you be willing to give up voice acting if the, you only had a small number of voices? 
because I'm, I'm thinking about like Celasta, you only get three, uh, voice, six total voices for your character in the game. When you're building your little party, you get three feminine yeah. sounding and three masculine sounding. Ooh. And that's all you get for your character. And in the current build of Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. you get for your, your PC, because you only get one character that's yours, the rest are mm. all NPCs that join the party. Yeah. Um, you only get four voices to pick from. Wow. Which is weird because you never, you almost never hear your character talk. Right. Now, right. That could be an early access thing. They, yeah. They might be planning to bring more of those things later. But as of now, they're not in the mix. Yeah. Because, I mean, wow, there there was a, if I'm remembering correctly, in the original Baldur's Gate, there was a ton of voices. There was one <laughs> one that I loved and and everyone in my house hated because, you know, there wasn't really a lot of headphones being used back then so it was you know it was the i don't remember what the voice was called but for me it was one of my little halfling characters and and he always did the (laughs) 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 it became a thing where my roommates wanted to murder me Um, and and the voices to a lot of degrees they've kept that level of voice work mm -hmm. because in all the cutscenes, all the npcs have full voices Mm. And then you have your dialogue options. Right, right, right. And, yeah, yeah. and they're not voiced. You click it and it's assumed you've said it. Right, right. And then it kind of goes through, which gets me to the, it'd be really neat to see like um, Nightlight Night and LK um, play it because I'd love to hear her doing her own voice for her character. Right. Um, yeah, I did I did that for uh, Shadowrun. Uh, boy. Well, I do it for almost all the games that I that I stream. Uh, I'll try to make up different voices for all the characters, and you know, do all the voice acting for. Um, but uh, Shadowrun uh, Hong Kong, I, I did the voices for, and that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, sometimes. And then what I what I try to do is I try to read again with the dyslexia. I try to read all the options, and I only voice the option that I choose. You know, um, so um, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be amazing to to have someone with some some good uh, some good pipes do uh, do some voice work with with that. Hmm. Yeah, but that that gets to the weird thing because with Salasta, I'm very impressed by the fact that they have for your six voices you can pick from, mm-hmm. they have the entire um, game voiced. So when you're in cutscenes, mm. all the characters have voices. Wow, um, nice. And what's really slick about it, too, to talk this up, and I think this is very clever, uh, when you make your character, you assign them personality traits. Mm. So as the cutscenes are playing, it finds the character in your party most yeah. likely to say a given line that's supposed to be in the cutscene. Oh, wow, so it that's tries, amazing. It tries to match... The, the personality traits you picked. Right. Which is one of those, like, it, it blows my mind. And, like, that to me is, like, a must-keep. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. do animated cutscenes or full motion or any kind of cutscenes like that, I do the, to put that extra layer in there to line it up. But that does, like, quadruple the work because every voice actor has to mm-hmm. basically do the entire script yeah. Even if some player will never hear them give certain lines, 
Yeah, because if you're playing the you boxy dwarven rogue or something, and then you know you're. <laughs> <laughs> if the line is, you know, we must save the children, we must save the children, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like how many players are going to pick that take the, 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 the Dwarven accent and then <laughs> assign them the caring, altruistic, loyal traits <laughs> exactly. more than anybody else in the party right? in order to right. kind of steer them in that direction? But um, it would be an amazing, like you said, that level of 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 care in your game is is um, fantastic. Okay, so here's another one then, for D and D for computer mm-hmm. games, troop style play, or mm-hmm. are you thinking um, so the, so troop style, or are you th- would it be um, individual? I make one character and I play them through. In the idealized D and D game, what do you see as and um, uh, Brent, that is a great point to raise. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, the um, so I <laughs> I have always liked Baldur's Gate style, where you get to build your party, even if it's you know you only you make a character and then you pull in the NPCs, but you you do the tactics for the party for the party tactics rather than like Neverwinter Nights where you're or uh, Knights of the Old Republic where you're like, you've got one companion and oh and then you don't cont- really control that companion, you know, or you can switch to that, that. Comp- in, or you can switch to that companion, mm-hmm. but then you're not controlling yourself. Um, yeah, I've always liked the, the, the ability to build the whole party. I, I love that team building stuff. Yeah, um, getting back to, to Brain's comment here, the, that type of design works well in a multiplayer, speaking back to the voice lines. Mm-hmm. Multi-character solo game. Otherwise, the scripting becomes an absolute mess. Planescape Torment is known for having 10 encyclopedias worth of dialogue in just mm-hmm. one ending. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. definitely see the work necessary, although I kind of like the scripting in the sense of everybody writes all the lines. And going back to that, I think what, what they did with Salasta is they had the script and every voice actor read the script and then they just assigned the lines to the voice slash character combo that made it make sense in the moment. Like yeah. someone is going to comment on the the beer tasting like donkey piss. Right. The question right. is which of your party makes the comment? Right. Who's yeah? Who's the most likely of the four characters yes. or whatever to 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 say this at the moment? Uh, is it the sassy rogue? Um, you know, or the, the, or the grizzled so, dwarven veteran? It's like I can see the, it being like a mm-hmm. like the prioritization scheme. If you have this many points in this direction, <laughs> like this is how it finds who's going to do it. Damn it! Down to the paladin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which can happen. I think. Um, recent game called Greedfall. Ooh. Depending on the companions you could bring in the quest, but the outcome could be vastly different, even to your detriment. Choose carefully. You know, Greedfall was on my radar. I wish I'd played more of it to mm-hmm. see how it stacks as a potential D&D game. Yeah. Um, because that is not one I got. I, I really had a hard time with the controls early, yeah. and I didn't push myself enough to get into have you played greenfall at all it was it was one of those that was high on my wish list until until my vertigo and then i i, I started to, to weed out anything that i couldn't play 
a little further back, yeah. you know, in third person. Um, so yeah, so it, it was on my list cause it looked amazing. The art so. design is gorgeous. And I should probably, yes. when I finally burn out on the two D and D games I'm playing now, I should mm. probably try to stream it and see what I think of it. Yeah. 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 See where that Good takes idea. me. Um, but the, the, the thing about the, the troop style of play is that idea of, um, I really like, making um like i like creating the story of a party mm -hmm. and and I wonder, I wonder if that's the dm in me i like to picture in terms of the troop so yeah. i find an idealized D, D game the one where i get to say okay i'm going to take this many characters with me and i'm going to like do this combo i want you mm -hmm. know two clerics and a paladin and they're going to be my party right and if we if we pick up a rogue along the way cool Right. Yeah. Or, or, uh, um, I can't remember what, but I think it was in Icewind Dale or something. I was like, I'm going with four monks, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens. And it was all like four, four Kung Fu, you know, masters on their, on their quest through this, fr the frozen wastelands, you know, or the frozen Dale. Um, yeah. It, uh, um, I, I like to be able to do that to make the, the combos and make the characters though. That's one of the things about the original Baldur's Gate that was so good to me was the characters had relationships and their alignments and stuff mattered oh, yeah. because certain characters would just hate on other characters and eventually would leave the party. If you made the wrong choices and stuff, that was just, Oh, you know, for the great right day. It was amazing. Well, and it's, it's interesting because in a lot of ways, I feel like, um, the more you, uh, well, let me start that. Okay. Found my thought with that solo gameplay mm -hmm. with where you collect your companions I feel like it feels a little less D and D ish and more like mm. a solo D and D game with a DM. Yeah, because you do control all the all of your guys in combat, mm -hmm. but then you shift into but I'm in my character, and Will is in Will's character, and the DM is controlling all of them. Right, and I think right. Maybe that's why for me the and I rem if I remember right, there was a way without doing the multiplayer thing you could have multiple self-designed PCs in the original Baldur's Gate. Ooh. I think. Uh, or there was another one that. in that period. Maybe it was um, uh, Temple of Elemental Evil. You that made your one, own party. Yep. You could. That one was a really good one, too. Although, okay. Yeah. Anyway, my Temple Elemental Evil. Uh, I love to play the Moat House. I have played the Moat House a billion times, and I have run the Moat House a billion times. But uh, when you get to the temple, it becomes the atypical, uh, you know, open the door, kill the monster next room. Open yeah. the door, kill the monster next room. <laughs> Classic D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. um, how much, that's another good one to, to talk about. Um, the point that, that Bray's ma Brain's making here um, about uh, Wasteland is another game that has a lot you can do with customizing your party as you collect people. Mm -hmm. And I remember I played a little bit of that and I wish I'd stuck it out. And then I don't remember what it was that took my attention off of it. Yeah. Well, so waste original wasteland was the, 
is ancient and yeah. it was a lot of fun uh and then and then two was really good and i have not played three yet um but uh but it's on my list um three is interesting yeah i'm not gonna lie I, it's it's definitely it has some weird vibes to it mm, and it mm. definitely has that grim dark ah grim dark okay well let's say it's, it's grim dark okay because the because the first one was you know it was had a lot of and even two had a lot of good jokey bits to oh, it yeah yeah well, so they're still jokes oh. oh okay okay they're still jokes you know. but i mean like they execute people by leaving them out in the colorado snow mm. in the middle of town naked. Uh, i'm like got it okay that's uh so that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's a that's thing. a thing <laughs> Nice. Yeah, the um, it's not I, a I, I play with the kids around. <laughs> it would definitely be a uh, I, I would want to be able to build my own party, even if it was, you know, you build the core party and then the the NPC options come along later. Yeah, um, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, and I think maybe that's because between the two, if I had to pick, Salasa currently wins for me, hmm. and I think that's one of the reasons. If I oh. like that freedom of going, I want this yeah to be my party let's see how it goes um mm. are we in agreement that it should have tactical combat yeah oh yeah definitely no dark alliance uh nightmare um <laughs> yeah they uh well now yeah. do you remember back to gold baller's gate one where you had tactical but you also had oh just do your thing and the ai would sometimes throw some spells out but otherwise it just would run up and oh, yeah, yeah, basic yeah. attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was it was funny because it was one of the you know uh, game show buzzer games. <laughs> Pause. Okay. Uh, all right, you're fine. I'm gonna be. I don't have to worry about the halfling because he's just like plink, 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 plink with his bow. But mage, you were getting too close. Move your butt back. <clears throat> Click on the mage and, and yep. force him to go backwards. <laughs> That yeah yeah, so I um, whew, I I would prefer that it was an option. Um, <laughs> I would prefer that it's in the settings and you can go okay click click. Uh, yeah, you you got so much AI autonomy and it's aggressive, defensive. If I remember correctly, in I think it was in uh, Temple Elemental Evil. I think you could set like a defensive posture, aggressive uh -huh. posture, melee ranged, and a couple others that, that in there. You could set their posturing. So that was that was a uh, that was good. So I think uh, Bray brought up the 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 troop building in Divinity, and it just occurred mm. to me because my first thought was I don't think it does. You do a lot of recruiting NPCs. But if I also remember right, at the end of chapter one, you have the option to hire mercenaries. Yeah. And then you build the mercenaries. Oh. So you can like ditch um, right. the set characters and build your own little party of all custom made people to go gallivanting along. Yeah, I don't remember that. Which hmm. I'd have to go back and look again. Um, and it, that concept is what I did not explore very well in there. And maybe... Maybe there's hope we'll see something like that in Baldur's Gate 3 for mm. us 
types that like to have our no, I want yeah. to put Mrs. Noir and Kitty K and, <laughs> and the Super Zan into an event dream party and send them off and see what happens. Right, um, right. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I like it and I get it. Yeah. But I do think for me, it's that sense of, of more at the table. Yeah. Um, so I, I do dig that. Um, yeah, I think that tactical in this, in in a game where you can, you know, you can throw fireballs and shoot arrows and, you know, have sword and board and stuff. I just think it's better if, if you have more control to it. Yeah. Well, I also think that looking back on second edition and advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So going mm-hmm. back to where the Baldur's Gate games were published, uh, combat wasn't very exciting. Right. It was a lot of like, okay, the wizard has three spells, the cleric has five, um, and everyone else more or less just keeps plinking away. Right. A little bit of tactical maneuvering, um, and so forth and so on. Um, yeah, stop, hit the heel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wizard, you no, know, this is save your spells because you only got a couple. Just keep using you're, your crossbow. Yep, you're on crossbow duty right now. Yeah. <laughs> or keep using your sling. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but then as we as we've moved up through third, and then fourth, and now in fifth, there's so much more stuff to do. There's so many more decisions to make. Right. And I think you almost have to have that. Okay, everybody, stop. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Right, right, yeah. Because um, I'm going to throw up an entangle, and you now are standing in the middle of the entangle area, and you're entangled too. Or I huck fairy fire. Oh, I got the fighter in the fairy fire, so now they're all beating the fighter with the you know advantage. Also, yep. yeah, yeah. It's it's things like that that you want to kind of like. I like more of my my tactical decisions and even though i'm not big mm-hmm. on battle boards when i run D right now mm-hmm. i really like the idea of it being every ter- every turn people have tough choices to make yeah or good choices to make it's not just eh, i'll just swing <laughs> eh, i'll just swing mm. and so yeah. on I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the next one from uh, Bryant there. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are actually games uh, with that groundwork already there. Just look at Darkest Dungeons. Love some Darkest Dungeons. Uh, played it on my channel for like two years straight. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a good thing to to be able to. I play a lot of those tactical type games. Uh, Battle Brothers and uh, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, some of the uh, Wilder Myth is now out there. Yeah, so some of those are really great, and I think that that's those are their existence is showing us that people love that. So I don't think that's going to go away. Yeah, and that's I mean that, there's some good qualities to pull from that as we mm-hmm. as we kind of like cobble together our idealized D and D game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't mind seeing um something more along the lines of an XCOM mm. to pull in. Um, right. just because there's a lot to like in that. Right. Um, and I feel like Celasta's trying to get to that, and Baldur's Gate three and to a degree Divinity both 
start down that road with some weird decision points. Because Celasta, um, there's another one too, Dungeons of, hang on, Dungeon of Old Nibbaluk, the Amulet of Chaos. Yes, I, it's on my wish list, but I have not played um, it. Really hits that like XCOMy. Uh, yeah. Here's a here's a battle grid, and mm. everyone lives in a square, and here are your moves, and and it's weird. I actually prefer the grid or hexes over free form. Just trace your path. Right. Um, I'm finding myself swearing a lot more in BG3 about positioning than I did yep. in Salasta because I, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I will totally agree with that one. Just getting out of the, the opening chapter in BG three. Uh, oh, I'm on fire again. Oh, okay. I, uh, I don't want to be on fire. Can we not? have me on fire thank you very much you know the, the comment on the channel one time was pathfinding is great it's the idol finding that's the problem because <laughs> like they know not to walk into fire until they're told to stand around and everyone kind of goes oh i shall stand in a diamond formation behind the party leader hmm, i'm on fire now <laughs> it's like why why did you why the, why mm -hmm. um but i mean that's the kind of, I, I feel like those are unforced errors because um, you can do a lot with um, with things like hexes and still create the sense of like you can go anywhere you want. Right. But you better communicate. I think it's the lack of communication with the player yeah. as to the consequences of the decisions. Hmm. Um. Okay, nothing called enlisted, which experiments with solo squad gameplay. Switch oh. your character between a bunch of NPCs. I've seen that. My computer yelled at me when it saw me looking at it. Because <laughs> I think that's a PC only game right now. Enlisted. Mm, I don't know that one. But yeah, it's um World War it World War Two. It's a shooter. Ah. But the idea is you outfit. I think if I'm reading this right, you you outfit your squad. And then when you get into a spot where you're like, oh, I want to be this other guy, you just switch to the squad mate that's that guy. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> Dark, Dark Alliance game could be improved by better AI, allowing to build your own party and simply issuing <clears throat> commands. Yeah, I think I think DA, Dark Alliance, um, <clears throat> really would have been a much better game if they had uh, gotten together with EA. Yeah. Which, granted, it's hard to get together with EA. Um <laughs> And just kind of like taking a page out of the Mass Effect book, yep. And going, okay, we're going to assign two two AI companions, and here's how you issue commands to them. Yeah. Um, and you can level them up. Yeah i I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. So the original Dark Alliance was fun. Yeah, it was fun. The problem was when you played with another person. The second you had to do inventory management yes. or buy new stuff and all that, it ground to a damn halt. And you were like, I'll be sleeping over here on this couch when you yep. <laughs> when you finish at the store, then we can get on with this. I'm, I'm going to go get dinner while you do your inventory. When I get back, you can eat. I'll do my inventory. Mrs. Noir mm -hmm. and I did that a lot back then. Yeah. 
Um, yep. And it's like, I don't mind there being a, like, I don't mind the label D&D being mm-hmm. attached to, um, the label being attached to a game that's not a Dungeons and Dragons experience. Mm-hmm. But I do mind it being attached to a game that's not a positive experience. Yeah. Yep. Um, screw taking a page from Mass Effect. Okay, don't don't hold back. Tell us what you're feeling. <laughs> Take a page from Kingdom Come's gameplay. I don't know Kingdom Come that well yet. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Kingdom Come is very much like I don't know if you've ever played like uh, Mountain Blade. I've, Mount I've seen Mountain Blade. Yeah, it's it's a lot more. If if you are like me and have done you know HEPA, HEMA, SCA, you know martial arts and stuff, it's it's a, a much cooler feeling experience because as you're moving in with your sword and shield, you know you're going to aim high, you're going to aim medium, you're going to block, you know, and so ah. yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's very very cool. It sounds um, incredibly cool, and it sounds like two things: hmm. one, not a game I would enjoy. Right. Like, I know yeah, I've got buddies like that. Yep. I know. Me. And two, <laughs> I don't think I would enjoy the D and D label being slapped on it because I uh, like the fact that when I when I send my half lane paladin into battle and she pulls that two hander off her back, I have as a dude no clue what she's <laughs> gonna do with it. But but I trust that she knows what she's going to do with it. And, and beyond the the mask of Zorro, you know what right. you do with that, yeah. don't you? Yes, <laughs> the pointy end goes in the other guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Antonio Banderas. Ah, <laughs> uh, underrated movie, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely beautiful movie. Um, <laughs> and the training montage was just mm. the training montage. The only training montage better, perhaps, was Mystery Men, because Mystery Men was better for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a mystery man uh, reference. Cool. Oh, All right. May the forks be with us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where do you think my brain is every time I talk about how many times I to- toggle the toggle? Mm-hmm. How many toggles <laughs> total are we talking? <laughs> uh, most of the games that do the swords just feel like extra fancy metal sticks. The ones that are halfway satisfying are hammers and maces. Mm-hmm. What you find satisfying, my friend, is what you find satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think there's a certain amount of uh, of uh, of the game game ratings people probably have a say mm. in how accurate swords get to be. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- so there's Mordow and uh, uh, Mountain Blade and Kingdom Come that are all very. Uh, a much more historic experience and things. And yeah, I, I love those games, but yeah, I wouldn't want that in my D and D game because, mm-hmm. because if, if I'm trying to go that route, I'm sorry. I run up with my, <laughs> my broadsword and go blink a blink it to the, you know, it, in, anymore in my D game you know i i want my buster sword and, and you know <laughs> and i come flying through the air and you know that doing a twirling chop it, it, it D is is for high is for high fantasy you know now i used i used to play my D very 
very Tolkien-esque and and I've I've let that go and I, I play a much more high fantasy. If I'm gonna play that, I want I wanna play Pendragon or Harnmaster or uh, uh oh what the hell's the other one? Burning Wheel. You know, it's so. it's interesting too and I and I I appreciate the point of view at having experienced these things. And it mm. is true, once you've done certain things for yourself, a lot of fantasy games and video games take on a whole new <laughs> twist. Um, yeah. I know that I had very little concept of what it was like to fire um, an automatic pistol mm. or semi-automatic pistol. I never fired an automatic pistol. I fired a semi-auto. Um, having t- played tons of Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. my buddy put one in my hands. I pointed it down range and went, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, I get it. I, I really get it. Um, I mean, if you've ever wondered what, I mean, I can only imagine based on that experience, what it's like to call up an Eldritch blast and throw it. Cause there you're not even like picking up a tool. You're just creating death and casting it. Um, but, but, um, looping back to where we, we were, one thing that I think would be really neat to see them do. And in, in my idealized D and D, uh, computer game is, is spend 20, times more time on combat animations mm. yeah um, i think we've moved well well past um where i remember when i first played everquest everquest yeah. one i remember geeking out that when you click the spell button your little model went wumpa, 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 boom. <laughs> um, and i played i played mac to max level at some point in World yeah. of Warcraft history, she's not now because yeah, it's been ten years. So there's been like fifteen mm. expansions, right? Um, but I did it because she had the big red braids going down the back, yeah. and when she would do the casting, her braids would spin around her head like little <laughs> helicopter blades. I'm like, that is so cool. But that's oh, uh, in 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 uh, Temple of Elemental Evil, when they cast magic missile, magic missiles fly out from like their sides they like you know pew pew like this and the Mm -hmm. magic missiles fly around and then come back in like like homing darts and and so that really started for me the the acceptance of more more big spells and 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 magic you know being like you know you magic it starts really small and there's there's lightning between my fingers and then you know that it just um i think that they definitely some of the things in in i i i like about more modern games is there's you've always got spells to cast Mm-hmm. You know, it, it you they're on timers or cooldown rather than rather than oh you're out for the day. So would you would you rather still have like straight five e d and d? Okay, you only got so many slots well, before arrest. Oh, well, here's here's where I'm at. I think if mm-hmm. you're going to apply the d and d title mm-hmm. and you slap it on there, then yeah, yeah, I think we should have the the spell slot system. With the cantrips, okay. but I also think you have to plan your the game better. Yeah. So I feel like you need to plan the game in a way that it's logical for the party to take long rests as frequently as they would based on the enemies you're throwing at them. 
at the tabletop. Right. So if yeah. every fight is a challenging fight, um, then after three fights, they should be done with the locale they are in. Right, right, right. Um, I see what you're saying. Whereas if you're using combat as filler, and I remember back when I was developing for Neverwinter Nights, I was developing mods and I was part of the, yeah. the modding community, um, a big point they made was there's just a lot more combat. Yeah. In Neverwinter Nights because it's a video game. Yeah. So they're going to kill a lot more monsters. So the experience rewards were, were like a tenth of what they right. were in the rules because they're just milling through more stuff. <laughs> um, which I'm fine with, but then you have to, again, you have to bring all those hit points down so that my, my D10 firebolt has to have some kick to it. If I'm going yeah. blast, 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 and a D10 firebolt has an average output of 5.5 damage per round, assuming mm. you hit. Yeah. So if you're throwing up a bunch of guys with 25 hit points, that's five combat rounds for my wizard to drop them using just cantrips. Yeah. Mm. Not going to work. Yeah, and that's that's one guy. That's one guy. <laughs> um, so I'm like, and I, I appreciate breaking the average, mm -hmm. but but that said, looping back, I would like to see a lot more cinematic moments mm -hmm. in the games. Uh, one of the first mods I download whenever I start playing Skyrim again, and I don't know why, mm. um, is uh, is the more decapitations mod. <laughs> And it's, turn up the gore meter in in Fallout. Yeah, it's not the gore. It's I want that end of. I want a guarantee at the end of every fight, the yeah. last person to go down, I get a cutscene. <laughs> I don't care if their head comes off, but I want that. You know, neither the groin. He bends over. Dagger goes up under his chin. Dagger comes into his back. Mm. Like I yeah. want to watch my chick kicking and taking names. Yeah, and I want it like on the screen. Well, and that was one of the things with, uh, yeah, I guess it was Skyrim. Uh, I had a Breton uh, sorceress or wizard, whatever they're called in Skyrim, because it's been a long time since I played Skyrim. Um, but I remember her first critical hit, and they 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 did the she did zap on a wolf. Yeah, she did zap on a wolf, and you saw the skeleton inside the wolf as it and stuff. And I was like, oh my god! It slowed down to show it. Or uh, I had a uh, a crazy snipe, like you could yes. barely see the, you could barely see the little guy walking on the bridge, and I you know shing, whoosh and it you know it and it gets him and he. Oh, and he goes over the bridge and goes flying through the thing, and it was just like mind blown, you know. Those are so. those are to me. If I and again, I'm seeing the D and D computer game as a solo experience, mm -hmm. trying to be a player in it with a virtual dungeon master. Yeah, I think those are the best moments. Yeah, um, and those opportunities to just really like get into the the nitty gritty. Um, both BG three and Soul Asta try. To get to it, and they both kind of miss. Mm. Um, but I don't think I would want um, XCOM's very frequent pan down to the camera over the shoulder to take a shot and then pan back mm. up again. Like, I would want it to be like really like shockingly cool when they like is some variety. So I forget what animation I'm going to see by the time yeah. I see it. Right. Um, which right. I know is a lot of developer work, it's a lot of artist work. 
I get that. I get it. We're talking ideals, man. Talking so, ideals. you know, um, this is... Total overdose. Okay. We'll have to look into oh. that one. That one's new. Um, and underestimate, I do agree. When you start going into an established game lore and start trying to tweak it for your computer game, yeah. you do open the door to a lot of challenges with balancing. So mm. you're, you're making sure that, you know, the game has a good pace to it. And what I bump into, and I don't do it so much on Solasta as I do on BG3, and I vaguely yeah. remember it from Baldur's Gate, is the, I feel like I should take a long rest now because I've used all my spells. And I keep thinking, <laughs> like, if I was if I was a player, and yeah. we are halfway through the ruins that the orcs have overrun, and I turned to the rest of the table and said, guys, I'm out of spell slots. We need a long rest. The DM would look at me and go, I'm sorry, is that a rat crawling out of your shirt? Because <laughs> I'm looking at you like you're crazy. Um, and And it's like, but in the computer game, it's like, I just clicked a button and we had a long rest. And we're mm. all good now. Let's get back to kicking butt. Um, and that, I feel like, is even harder to get right. But there has to be some way of doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, it having the, the wandering monsters or setting guards or, mm -hmm. you know, that, that kind of stuff as options um like in darkest dungeon you're you're you have camping skills and you can click on different camping skills when you guys go to camp and some of them are you know like like the uh the highwayman he puts up little little bells on strings and stuff and 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 it oh. it makes it so you can't be attacked in the middle of the night um uh and and if in a D and D thing, it would be more like okay, that's a that's a trap with a perception, and you know you could do the the actual numbers to it. But but in Darkest Dungeon, they have like skills where you know the barbarians like okay, okay, everybody drink, eat, be merry, because tomorrow we may die, and so everybody gets like a bonus boot a boot a boost to combat, but like you know their saving throws and everything are lower because they're like oh my guts why we drink so much you know uh that type stuff well, um and that's a hard one i think the biggest challenge for a D, &D game computer game is how hmm. do you communicate to the player yeah you're not gonna you, you here you need to pace yourself hmm. because a lot of combat feels weird when you're like i'm just gonna go all out every fight but we're gonna yeah. burn every spell slot every time and it, it's a really weird dance that you have to, to, to have with the players to go, okay, here's, here are your long rest opportunities. How much are you willing to, to spend from your personal time dealing with a long rest? Um, so, and I, I agree, Brian just brought the comment. I like it when a game punishes you for not pacing yourself. Mm. And a lot of Dungeons and Dragons traditionally, and I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon, is that idea of, you can't all pop your big abilities mm. every fight. They're yeah. meant to be for those magical moments where it's like, oh my gosh, we have the orc boss and all of his lieutenants and his mistress all within five feet of each other. And the evocation wizard goes, I got it. <laughs> Everyone just stand back and maybe have a, have a bucket of water handy. Because <laughs> um, that's when you're bringing down that 
that thing. Uh, but I also feel like it's it's weird because I think maybe I, I'm spoiled by knowing so much I do about D&D mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, I know I want to save some. And maybe that's because Salasa uses the, here is your long rest point. You don't get another one of these until sometime later. Uh, so you have to watch yourself because you're like, I don't know how far we got to push. And it's like, oh, I think we're at the boss. I think I can safely go all in. And sometimes you're wrong. Um, my favorite was one combat encounter. I won't, this is not intended as a spoiler, uh, so I won't say where it happens. But it's right. like, oh God, this is going to be bad. This is the boss. They We got lucky. They rolled low on the initiative. Yeah. Okay, Cleric is going to pop a max level Bless. Mm. Wizard is going to pop a max level uh, Mage Armor. The mm. Paladin is going to pop a max level Protection from Evil. You mm. poke it and go, oh, it was an illusion. <laughs> uh, um. yeah and that's that was a moment where i'm like at the game table i mm-hmm. wouldn't blame a single player from going we're taking those spell slots back you know right <laughs> we're just going to erase that we cast those spells because we didn't really do it because that serves a dick move <laughs> um kingdom come kick kingdom come kick my butt up and down the field took like 10 hours of questing simply that's why i always take a hit first there's there's our paladin. <laughs> I always take a hit first just to see what's going on. Um, yep. But that is not true, my friend. I mm. would say for the better part of eight and a half months, your opening move has been, and I bless the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's half the reason that the ranger is stinking OP. <laughs> the other half is like he built an optimum ranger, which I also feel like this is what I want. I want a way for the game to know when I have min maxed. Mm. Like I like the feeling of choice. Like, Oh, I want to, yeah. I want to make sure my wizard has like a 14 charisma because I like her. Right. And she strikes me as a comely lass who can talk her way out of some problems. Yeah. I don't want to get to a spot later where I find out, Oh, you didn't max out your intelligence and end up with a 20 by now. You're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like I don't know how they would. I mean, like, I'm thinking of how you would code this, mm-hmm. but it almost becomes one of those like some flags that pop up. This is a fun character. We're going to put you on fun difficulty, versus <laughs> this is a character we can tell you have min maxed. Prepare for nightmare mode. Yeah, I think it would be. I think that falls more of a of a you you should be able to choose, you know what I mean? Like we're playing Iron Man, min maxed. We you know I've got two sevens and two eighteens in this in this starter yeah. character, you know, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna play on Iron Man, you know. Uh, oh, never play on Iron. So. I will never play on Iron Man. <laughs> I've had too many graphical glitches, mm. or too many cases where I'm like. I clicked and then mm-hmm. it didn't register that I clicked. And then I'm like, why, why is half my, why, 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 Yeah. I, I've always said that, uh, it generally feels that when you're playing like on an Iron Man or something, that the game is just cheating. <laughs> uh, just because only because in the, in the early days when you were playing in like an Iron Man or a roguelike type <sighs> game, that's, that's what it felt like. It really felt like, 
the game was just cheating. You're like, okay, I've played this a few times. I've got the gist of it. All right, I'm going to try this hard mode. And then it's like, oh, we've just got twice as many tanks or four times as many mechs against you. Or look, the room, they were goblins, but now they're bugbears. You know, it, it just feels, like I said, it just feels like and a lot of coding that's that's just cheating rather than they you want know. to make the win so. really 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 satisfying mm -hmm. which okay we're gonna talk let's talk illusions for a quick second i have a story. okay all right i have a story uh this is from one of those game nights in college mm. um and they were playing second edition dungeons and dragons and they walked into a room and they spotted a chest mm. unguarded a distance away and they go, okay, uh, first action, poke the chest, see if it's a mimic. Mm. And or no, they did, they did a tracking test to check for a mimic because they didn't want to get too close. It passed the mimic test. No signs that it had crawled in the position. I said, okay, I disbelieve it. Mm. And the DM says, okay, <laughs> roll, me your, roll me your wisdom. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Ha ha! I have successfully disbelieved the, the illusion. And he says, yes, you are standing on an illusionary floor. Mm -hmm. You will now take 5d6 damage and save versus poison. <laughs> and the rest of the party watches as one of their characters goes, I don't know if that chest is really... Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Don't waste an armor shattering spell on the goblin illusionist that is giggling to himself 30 feet away. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of my favorites is that that back in second edition, if you successfully disbelieved one illusion, you disbelieved them all. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that was always good. So, okay. Speaking of Iron Man mode and cheating, yep. you brought up Undertale mm. earlier. So here's mm. a question for, for our D&D game ideal. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the game code modifying itself after you've played it to create or lock out opportunities? So if you were to try to play a second time with a different character, the game world is now fundamentally right. different. Because if I understand right, that is a feature in mm. Undertale. Once you've made certain decisions, you can right. never reverse yeah. them. You can't even, like, you have to know how to fix your hard drive. Yes. You have to uninstall it and then you have to go find the DLL files and scrub them <laughs> because it, it so permanently it like leaves files behind hiding on your system to ensure you never ever see those things. Um yeah, uh, uh again, I think that should be a button you click <laughs> <laughs> that that you want that. Um because again, there's there's always that that part of me so like original fallout i played a half dozen different characters all the way through and you know different builds and different things and i had the big uga you know uh, he stomped around with uh with a bam hammer you know like 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 super sledge hammer and he had no charisma no intelligence and i loved in fallout because he was on combat drugs and he walked up to the city guard and they, there was only two dialogue choices there was and walk away and just like unintelligible scrawl and 
walk away that you know in brackets those are your two choices i absolutely adored that i think i love when the game sees what your character is doing and and definitely makes it you know possible like a lot of games now charisma is not a dump stat if you want all the choices you take a high charisma you know um yeah i i think that games i i think that i understand again we're talking perfect games so i think that not locking out choices i mean if it's in the game as an option i would rather have it as an option because i would like to then go back a second time this is where the whole story comes around i again in that same situation with my dashing kind of uh han solo character yeah i walked up to the guard and there's like eight options to you know talking my way into the city and and you know do things and this and that and um so i think that that's yeah to give yourself the choice now if you wanted to play in in a super hardcore mode and it was a game you're like all right i'm never gonna play you know never gonna play this character or this storyline again then yeah i mean if that's what you want it'd be amazing well that's it's it's funny because like my my thought process on those kinds of things is also why i don't do iron man mode um Hmm. and i definitely wouldn't um it's something from an episode of magnum pi Back in the day, he was playing an early computer game, yeah. and he lights off in his little apartment, his little house boathouse thingy, and, and Higgins shows up and flips on the switch and yells at him for staying in the dark. He goes like, ah! And then he turns from the monitor because Higgins is screaming. He turns back and his ship blows up. <laughs> and then he, he yells at Higgins that the way the game is written, it deletes the game off the, off the floppy disk. If you uh. die, you have to go buy another copy. Oh, <laughs> and at, at that moment, I'm like, that sucks. I never want to own that game. I will never buy that game. And when the Skylanders came out, there mm-hmm. was a, a rumor because parents didn't understand it. So there was a lot of like, mm-hmm. how do Skylanders work? Yeah. And, and they knew that if, if, the, if their kids Skylander died mm-hmm. and you wanted to keep playing that level, you needed to put down another Skylander. So they would join the adventure and they could keep it going. So if your kid had like 20 Skylanders, right, right. they could just keep throwing down a fresh Skylander until they finished the level. If you only had two, yeah, it was really hard to finish the level because, okay, we've run out of lives. We only have two Skylanders. Right. But some parents heard that as, I buy an $8 plastic toy, you put it <laughs> down, and if it dies, you throw it out because that one's dead. <laughs> dead right you need another eight dollar toy and Mm. there were some moms that were like i remember bumping them at the store like no we're not buying you that skylander game that's a waste of money i'm not gonna keep paying eight dollars every time you die in a video game you're not that good and i'm like first of all there's a lot to unpack here Mm -hmm. Mm ma'am telling your nine-year-old that she's not that good at video games deal with that later That's a, a therapist will deal with that later in life. <laughs> the, the line, the line from a couple months ago from uh, the Rockin' Herbert, you should talk to someone about that. Not me, <laughs> someone else. But you else. should talk to someone about that. Yeah. Um, which is one of my favorite lines from that particular evening. Um, oh, but but that that kind of a concept. So the, and, and Brian brought up the whole idea of the new game is a button for a reason. And I mm. I do believe that in a D and D game. 
Um, and I'm, a, I don't know about you. I am, I have my adventures I love. Mm-hmm. And as a DM, I like running them over and over again with different players mm-hmm. to see what happens. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie as much as I'm going to like, as much as I want to, I'm torn because when my Curse of Strahd game ends, I want to keep playing with these people and we can't play Curse of Strahd again. Right. And I'm like, but I need to get another Curse of Strahd game going. Right. I right, want to right. see what a totally different group of people does with this. Right. Um, and so I feel like, like that kind of a, as a player, well, I want to try it this time, but mm-hmm. has a lot of replayability in it. Yeah. I, again, four monks and a druid. Um. <laughs> no monks. I, I love my monks. I love Lenaria. She is an amazing streamer and a great content creator and a great gamer. But man, monks give me gray hairs. <laughs> there's just, there's too many. Okay, this creates a bonus action. The bonus action creates an extra this action. That action, at a certain point, I'm like, this flow chart does not work anymore. When you look like that guy in the meme with mm-hmm. the string on the board to explain what you're doing in a six second combat round, Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll take the oh, the overpowered shit. rogues backstab any day of the week <laughs> with a ballista with a ballista. It doesn't say I can't. Um. <laughs> Technically, if they're engaged with somebody else, <laughs> yeah. And that's oh, that's shit. and that's yeah. There's a lot to be said there. So <laughs> so so many things that we would. I don't know where we are with this. Um. We didn't even like, did we just assume that you would have a stats and an armor class and hit? Oh, those were all assumed, right? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we, we decided that it was going to be D&D rules. Okay. And that the, 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 the classes and the, the everything else was, was there, particularly at the point where we decided we were going to have spell slots. Once you make that decision, pretty much everything else is going to be D&D as D&D. Um, that's fair. I think. I think. I mean, I mean, that's... Mentally recapping here. We like our mm-hmm. we like our hexes over our open world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of like our spell slots as long mm-hmm. as there's good communication about pacing. Yep. We like our cinematics. We're visual nerds. Yep. Um, and I would, I, if I could, I would easily triple the cost of a game on Kickstarter. Like I would personally push through a stretch goal just yeah. to get. 15 more death animations. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know, don't show me the ranger pulling back and letting go. I want to see the ranger like reach behind her head and do an mm. over the shoulder backward shot for the for the <laughs> critical hit, you know? Under a leg. Yeah, like um, have some fun with this stuff, man. Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, like there's just you know, or, or go like have somebody do some corporate espionage, sneak into uh sneak into Bethesda Studios and get their animations. Yeah. <laughs> and then sneak them into your game. They won't notice. Because they'll look and go, wow, that animation's actually somewhat fluid. And they didn't fall through the floor. It can't be ours. It wasn't us. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Because it's true. It's true, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, stuck. Um, hopefully. Um, and for the record, at uh, Greybeard Tavern, no S, or at Ladron Noir on Twitter, uh, we do accept payment. This was an hour and a half seminar. Uh, we, I think, a reasonable five hundred dollars per hour. If you use any of these ideas in your game, uh, a simple consulting fee is all we ask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing unreasonable. 
At least according to my lawyer. <laughs> and we'll come for your knuckles if <laughs> if you don't. Um, uh, so what's coming up this week? As we've got, we had our ideas for some great D and D computer games. What's coming up in the 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 semi near future in your D and D and other RPG or gaming worlds? How's Wild? You didn't talk about Wildemist. How's it going? Uh, uh, it, it's um, so it's interesting because the I. <laughs> I put. I ended up. We decided as a as a chat that we we put we put old Greybeard and we put Tavern Sparrow and the Hype Mystic and another bud from the from the game uh, Sonic Blade from our chat. We're all we're we're the party now. And then we uh, we just recruited Copaxa. So uh, it's interesting. It's great to have people from the chat. It. it in darkest dungeon it's easy because you got like 30 characters so you just pull people from the chat anybody who wants to be a character in uh wilder myth it's a little harder to do because you only have every chapter is only going to have like five or six characters and so uh but it's a lot of fun um the uh graybeard and tavern sparrow are 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 in a relationship we didn't set that up it just happened and so now it's it's really cute dialogue and i keep going oh he's cute i gotta screen print that you know type thing uh and so um so yeah it's fun it's good times uh definitely sunday 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 10 a.m eastern standard time uh over on graybeard tavern um and then thursday night we're actually in the downward uh downslope like three or four episodes left of our uh city of mist uh, uh almost said lantern noir Woo! monster noir game uh and so we've only got a few of those left that's on thursdays at 8 30 uh eastern standard time and that's an then, channel that's on andor's channel good call thank you okay and then uh and then uh everything else i'm doing i'm off uh i'm off uh streaming doing so the with my uk group and my my grognards on saturday grognards we're winding down that uh that campaign that chapter of the campaign anyway they've uh reunited a a nanite filled 10 year old and her science dad father who saved oh. her and so that's all good but the the forces of chaos are after them and they're uh so now it's going to be a how do we how do we keep this technology, this nanite technology, and the hell glob that's in the back of the ship? How do we keep them out of the hands of chaos? Um, anyway, so uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's you what don't. we got going on. That's all there is. So you just don't. Mm, you just don't. There's only there's only so much you can do. Mm. There's only what it comes down to. There's only mm. only so much you can do. Um, but that's cool. Um, tomorrow night we are going to continue Valley of Plenty. This is the group that made me make an NPC on the spot because they they insisted she come along yeah uh which is weird because i know i know the exposition because i'm the dm and i right. keep thinking that there's no, no no good shall come from dish there's <laughs> there is no good in dish at all right right um, but they insisted that in fact last week they uh that nobody liked in town likes the pre the the the, the rectress because mm. she has said you can't come to the church because you're all bad people stay out of my church <laughs> and so they're they're dragging her through town and like they get attacked by a mob 
Yeah. And one of the members of the mob, when they get intimidated, is, well, we'll come back for you and we'll string you both up off a tree. Mm. And Pond goes, I shoot him. <laughs> and I, we roll and she, she, she criticals right. her attack roll on this random commoner. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is going to end well. Um, but we're playing again tomorrow night. They are continuing their delve into the ruins under the castle. Um, I'm still debating about whether or not there's a dragon in this adventure. There mm. might be. I have theories. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm not sure what's up. That Sunday, we're going to be back Sunday night. We're back with Curse of Strahd. They've managed to get out of the Ravenloft. Oh. Oh, yeah. They got deep into it. They've been exploring and finding things. One of the characters uh -huh. is now a reborn. Because okay. he died, right. but right. he had sworn right. an oath. Therefore, mm. he didn't. <laughs> and then they they had a choice of places to teleport. So they teleported out of the castle. All right. By accident, right into a fight. <laughs> and then they're like, okay. And then I'm like, now what? Yeah. Like, where you do, where do you, do you, do you plan here? to get back in? Um, so I've got a couple days to figure out how evil I'm going to be to them. Mm. Saturday, we're back with our candle keep game. They're almost done with the proper part of Shimshine's bedtime rhyme. Um, and then I have a follow-up adventure. They're going to start on the back end of that. Um, and we announced this week that Nightlight Night is going to be oh, the that. third player for sure in the Convergence, which kicks off next month. Yeah. Um, we've we've had her kind of in the in the mix on the down low, um, but I wanted to find a good time to announce that we are twenty bucks away from oh. our stretch goal to get character art commissioned as part of the pre-show. So when we nice. launch, we'll have all the money in place to get uh, the overlay. We'll have everybody's characters very um, very well done art. I like to say too, like almost <sighs> painting quality. Uh, so oh, for wow. a speed painter, B Cake does just amazing stuff. Um, hmm. so I'm geeked about that. We're like right there. Uh, yeah, we're finishing well, that off. Um, we'll have to kick, kick that out on Twitter and, and, and her, her, uh, keep nudging Twitter and whatnot. Keep nudging. But yeah, we're just shy. And then the next goal after that is kind of, is one I want to do. And I wanted to make a stretch goal, but that's the, the weekly DM logs for the uh, campaign where I sit down after the session and go, okay, here's what happened. Here's what I wanted to happen. Here's what I'm expecting to happen. Got it. Um, as part of like the keeping it. So the hope is that someone can sit down with these notes at the end of the campaign and say, okay, I can follow the story arc. I could, I could run this myself. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. encounters, but I can follow the plot. Cause I find for me, plot is the hardest thing. Uh, encounters. Mm -hmm. I can whip up an encounter in three minutes mm -hmm. for the most part. It's the like, why are they having the encounter? <laughs> that's the stuff that matters. Um, and that's the part that makes the game interesting. Which, as my collective advice, back to the video games. Have all the encounters. Just make the reason for the encounter an interesting one. And you'll have a great yeah. game. Yeah. Hoping they kick open the door, kill the monster. <laughs> Word. If you downloaded this off of your podcast platform of choice, thank you for downloading. Please consider leaving us a review. We love every review we get, even the ones that aren't so kind, because we appreciate the feedback so we can make a better stream for you. So it's not just two old white dudes hanging out talking about the good old days, but it's a, a better and better experience for all the members of our community. Sponsors. We are also should mention 
that we are sponsored by SweetSteam.com, uh, purveyors of amazing steampunk-themed chocolate, um, and whose support provides all kinds of great giveaways that we use on stream and elsewhere uh, in the form of stickers, chocolates, and other goodies. In fact, when I did my stream anniversary a couple weeks ago, uh, we actually had two prize packs that went out of assorted chocolates from them um and again a thank you to the inverse genius network at inversegenius.com uh of which we are a part and it's amazing content covers board games covers role-playing games covers video games even just covers pop culture uh kind of like we do any Ooh. parting thoughts for our podcast peoples cool uh, uh usually i think about this beforehand i would say play darkest dungeon <laughs> uh, never be afraid to play a, a new video game and you know sometimes you think oh i wasted money don't think that take notes so that next time you're about to buy a game you can look at a review and if it says it's just like blah you can go duck it like like plague that's uh that would be it yeah, bad experience. Take some notes. That way, you don't buy that game, that type of game next time. Learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.